On this episode of We Are the Matriarchy, Stephanie, Sarah, and Kristen get together after not speaking for a few weeks. You can tell as there's lots to catch up on. Stephanie asks Sarah about a dopamine cleanse she recently underwent, and the rest is history. The queens discuss screen time, the consequences of too much on your nervous system, cleansing your brain from dopamine overloads, making decisions which ultimately design your life, and having awareness on all of the above. Listen in to this thought-provoking, honest chat, which makes you explore your own addictive tendencies in the technological age and how our decision-making shapes our lives. Hello, and welcome to the next episode of What Would Venus Do?, it's been a little bit since we got together. I think we recorded our last podcast like three or four weeks ago. Um, it's February 8th right now. So we're just going to kind of catch up on each other, what we've been up to. And yeah, does anyone want to start? I... Well, I actually have a question because I know that Sarah was doing like a dopamine detox. So I kind of want to ask you about that. Yeah, I um, would highly recommend doing that. Like it also when I was doing it, I got there's different ways that people do these things. But essentially what the the deal is, is that any like really dopamine rich activities such as social media like online dating, like hinge, gaming, you know, games on your phone, watching TV, binge watching Netflix, like all of that stuff has basically television in general, um, just goes in the trash for a while and also stimulants. So like smoking, drinking alcohol, smoking weed, drinking caffeine, um, all of those things are dopamine rich activities. And so, um, these are things that for us in the modern age, dopamine is how we, our brain um, builds into kind of long-term um, goals. And when we're getting dopamine for what is essentially nothing, um, we don't need to get dopamine by, um, by working towards a goal. Now, you know, I'm a human design person. And so every type is going to have a different way that working towards goals looks, but I'm also a projector in human design. And, and one of the things that goes with being a projector is that I don't know when enough is enough. And this has reflected in every corner of my life since forever. I mean, um, when I used to smoke, I would chain smoke. It's like everything that I did, I did to a suicidal extreme. And so um, it also shows up in like scrolling and addictive behavior, which I think, you know, not just projectors are want to do, but um, I just wanted to reset my brain because I could feel for me too. And actually all three of us, me, Kristen and Stephanie, we all have visual, our, our minds are very visually stimulated. 
And for some people, it's going to be more like they're stimulated physically by touch. Some people are going to be more uh, stimulated um, by smell. But like for us, it's very visual. And so we need to, in a sense, be... And this is according to our human design. According to our human design. Yeah. And so we're, we're going to need to be the most sensitive towards what we're feeding our minds because whereas for other people, what they put in their mouths might be more important for us, it's really what we put in our brains. And so that doesn't mean that anyone can't benefit from it. Um, I just tend to think that people who have open, open sacral centers, which again is a human design term, which is mainly manifestors, reflectors, and projectors are going to have the most unhealthy relationship with dopamine. But I know y'all, I know y'all generators. I know how often you're on the Instagram and social media kick. I know that it isn't just just us. So I think it's a good thing to do. I just did it for four days and I basically just read. I was on social media only to promote our podcast. And I stopped like posting or scrolling, doom scrolling, all of that stuff. Um, I did drink tea, so I didn't do, I didn't completely go no caffeine, but I didn't do any of the other things. And it just felt like, it just felt like a clean, like it was like a clean out. Like we're so overstimulated. We don't even realize what to do or we don't even know what the base level is. I'm not going to We don't even realize how overstimulated we are because yeah. you, it's like, yeah, go, go let, let me get a coffee and oh, can I have a latte and let me get a piece of chocolate and let me scroll and scroll and scroll. And then at night, you can, that was my, Sarah, I love that you were doing this because I, without knowing you were doing this and without even realizing I was doing it, I as well have been doing this. I have just not, I, I just haven't had the desire or yeah. the, the, the craving or the yen to, to pick up my phone. And when I was in, when I was in England, I, I guess I just, I just stopped and I just, I'm, I don't even first, honestly, I don't even remember the last time I opened Instagram to tr- truthfully with the two of you, because because I was feeling as well, I guess, in maybe November, December, breastfeeding Archer. And I would, and it's so easy just to have my phone and just be like, just like doing something with my hands whilst I'm sat here with him. And, and I would find in the evening that I couldn't fall asleep as easily. Were you, were you finding this? Like, just cause my mind was still going 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 with with I would shut my eyes but in my mind's eye was still being flooded with with images or content or still coming down from the caffeine that I chose to have midday and yeah. I'm just wondering what I guess what you have noticed my things would be I just feel much more in my own life and not yeah. comparing my comparing myself and my you know my beauty or my circumstances or my life to to the outside world i'm reading more i'm sleeping definitely a lot better um but i have been watching true detective night country on yes. a <laughs> 
And that is very stimulating. And that has definitely been staying in my head late at night. But um, but yeah, that but just I wanting to know what you I love that we were that we were both doing this and what yeah. you like what you noticed, I guess. Well, just to say, like all of these things are fine in small dosages, but our brains are dopamine seeking. And so, like Kristen was saying, we can get really unaware of how far away we are from the material reality of our existence because we're too busy looking into our screens or, you know, whatever. If we're in someone else's. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, as far as basically like I just felt like my brain was bloated I mean I'll describe it like I just felt like my eyeballs were bloated my brain was bloated like it was like my digestive tract was like not happy in my brain so that went away and I was reading and like to be fair I was reading a pretty decent amount because I just am used to having some kind of something Um, but it felt a lot less it was just a lot less stimulating. And when I did go back onto my phone, I put on a red screen. Um, You can change it in the settings of your phone, just FYI for everyone. And it's very repellent. Like you don't want to, you're not sitting there excited to scroll through. Like you're going on there for business and like, otherwise you're not really interested in seeing TikTok and Instagram through a red screen. Um, So that's kind of what I've been just do like playing around with. That's a good um, that's a good little tip. Did you yeah. did you sure. find yourself like reaching for it? How was the experience of being in the detox and like the desire to get your dopamine hit? What was that like? It's interesting because like there's always that little itch, you know, it's like you look at your phone and then you put it down, and then you look, but eventually, like after a day, you kind of just stop doing that like brain glitch where you like grab your phone um or you might still do it but you're not you know you don't lose time you're not missing any time you're just like oh, okay I'm not doing that in fact and maybe this is just because I'm, I'm someone who's like gone from really severe addictions to not being addicted to things like I it wasn't the worst, you know what I mean? Like for me, like it wasn't the worst. It wasn't as bad as trying to quit smoking in the beginning. You know, it's like you start to realize the resilience you have. Um, whereas like, you know, you can mindlessly consume stuff, but you don't really need to. And your body's not really putting that up that much of a stink. Although I imagine that kids, who knows what their experience of not having their devices are because those things have been embedded in their lives so extremely at since such a young age. So for me, I felt, I mean, generally speaking, I kind of was feeling like this was like a mountain to climb. And then I got in, I was like, this is great. I was like, I don't have to deal with anyone. I don't have to think about being (laughs) like putting myself on any, like, I don't have to think about content. I don't have to think about putting myself out there. I don't have to think about people are saying, commenting you know on my tiktok like i can just you know read and pretend like everyone else doesn't exist for a while Mm -hmm. and so overall it was it was good steffi how do you feel about your phone and your attachment to it i feel like you're not my gosh i feel like that all sounds so dreamy I i would love so i would do this 
in the summertime, like on the weekends, if we were going for like a bike ride or something, I would leave my phone at home and just have the whole day without it. And that was the most liberating thing ever. My phone can represent a lot of like nervous system, um, adulting. Yeah, like it just can be a lot. Like if I... So I, I need to have better boundaries with it. But at night, like I try to um, put myself on like, do not disturb on my Slack notifications. And then I just try and read at night when I'm in bed and not be scrolling. Um, it's not always perfect, but that is what I'm trying to do. And yeah, it's just, it's a lot of stimulus and I feel much better when I'm not on my phone as much and then also like with like the computer and stuff like screen all the screen time like I feel it when I find if I've been well I'm normally on it for a lot a long time and then when I step out in the world it's like the having to see beyond like a foot or two in front of me yeah. it's like oh my gosh it's a lot because I'm I'm used to something like right here but it's important for me to train my vision to to see beyond two feet in front of me um mm -hmm. but yeah it's you, it's really really important to set boundaries because it can be a lot and I can feel like if I like wake like this morning I did it I was I wake up early to go to a 6 a.m. Pilates class and I was in the parking lot and like that masochist side of me was like, oh, let me check my Slack notification to see what came through. I don't know why I did it, but I did. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I could feel like my heart kind of racing a little bit more and it's just not a good feeling. And you're really not supposed to have that like within the first hour of waking up. Yeah. Have that kind of spike in your... I guess, in your dopamine, right? Um, well, yeah, I mean, it's probably a complicated soup. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. It's also an adrenaline thing. Like part of the reason you're not uh, supposed to drink coffee in the morning is because the cortisol kicks up. Mm -hmm. And so that's like, that has something to do with it. But it's just, you know, interesting to yeah, know. It's within like 90 minutes, I think. Yeah. And I had an experience of that. I think it was last week and I woke up and like immediately went on a walk and I could feel my quarters, my natural cortisol spike, which was really fun because I was walking and I had all of this energy and I almost felt like I could burst out into a run. And it was cool to witness that just natural um, ebbs and flows of your, of the different hormones throughout right. the day. So that was cool. But yeah, that's, that's my relationship with my phone and I would I in an ideal situation I would love to like unplug you know early evening and then replug in in the morning and like not be on on the weekends yeah well, that was such an honest account and I thank you so much for sharing that in honesty like how you had your own little form of kind of like a slip up in the parking lot you know, like you're there to do something really, you know, nourishing for your system. And then I guess on the way in, you're like, <laughs> you're like, shit, you know, and then you do this thing that would um, agitate your system. So mm -hmm. I guess my hello 
So I guess my, my, my question for our listeners, um, you know, all having computer jobs and for those out there who, who have a computer job, like, and you're, and you have to be on screens more often, what would be, what would be your advice for how you, how you handle that? And like Sarah's point that we're just coming up in a world you know, all young people and babies now, just that screens are sort of all they'll ever know and mm. and how and just what you think of how are ways to to navigate that and to and to keep keep like you said, keep yourself having those uh more healthy boundaries. Yeah, I would say knowing what your boundaries are, like actually creating your boundaries communicating them with the people who that needs to be communicated with <laughs> he's so adorable oh Kristen has Archer here and he's just looking at us all and he's so sweet um knowing what your boundaries are so defining your boundaries communicating them with the people who it, they need to be communicated with and actually upholding them and then having things that you like starting to discover the things that you enjoy doing off of your screens whatever that might be and if you don't know then start to like experiment a little bit and figure it out because you know you need to do things that bring you joy oh that smile speaking of joy <laughs> I know oh yeah, you need to be able to have things that bring you like true joy, like what actually fills you up. Like I feel so much different going to bed at night after reading a couple chapters of a book as opposed to scrolling like and feeling like absolute crap. Like you feel like just like it's almost like you feel like you're going to bed dirty. Like Sarah, you were saying yes. it felt like a cleanse. Like that's what it feels like. It feels it like, like gives you, you the ick. Yeah. Just... Yeah. It's like, oh, this filament is on me. Like, uh almost like hungover feeling. Yeah. So as opposed to, you know, feeling really, really good and feeling that you kind of stimulated your brain in a good way like reading like being like creating um the visuals to whatever book you're in and creating the environment and getting like wrapped up in that like that feels like a good expression as opposed to just like taking in and being like just numbing yourself oh yeah so well and, you know, I think this is a good, I like what I like about this conversation is that like we're being, we're, we're not going outside of ourselves and being philosophical. We're very much speaking to like the reality of what our lives look like and all of their, um, <laughs> mm -hmm. you second that. um, uh, Archer likes that too, as you guys could hear. <laughs> um, but there's something to be said about just getting to know yourself without all of the stimulation, right? Because I think that most people, I'd argue that most people have no idea what it is that they actually need and like what's good for them. <laughs> um, unpopular opinion. Maybe some people know to a greater or lesser extent, but you know, the kids that are growing up with all of the stimulation constantly, it's like you have to 
tap out in order to be able to re-access like what's actually right for you because you can just steamroll over your physical needs by disassociating into the cloud so to speak Mm -hmm. and um and I've done it so I mean that's why I I wanted to just mention that it's like a you know it's it's a paying attention to yourself like what are you up to like why are you doing this do you understand what your motivations are behind the things that you're doing like are you identifying with them are you doing things mindlessly you know there's a whole swath of questions that are interrelated with this yeah. <laughs> and that's that is crazy to think like people who are growing up the generation growing up with social media like do they actually know what drives them know are they able to actually know who they are or is it so are they in such a consumption mode that they're literally just soaking in the influence and like that's what they're representing that's who they become because for us being a little bit older we we view it we view our phones as appendages certainly but and Sarah, I love I love the point that you just made because it yeah that we're not trying to be philosophical we're we're trying to just give our very raw true experience day to day of how we manage this stuff right but but then Stephanie to like you said to to your point that that bless them people younger than us do they realize that it's an appendage like you said, or is it just so just kind of saturated in the collective experience when you're coming up of that age where it's just, yeah, kind of second nature. And, and, and I think that, that this goes into all the different uh, anxiety and uh, the, the issues that young people are having now probably a little bit more so than when we were all going through school is that much more amplified yes yeah because of the unaware and invisible addiction to screens and the kind of dopamine that is that that is received by uh, by living living on your phone, basically. I bet. And like <laughs> the anxieties that we felt without having phones, I can't imagine. I know, so bad. I can't imagine what it's yes. like to be amplified by social media and like that constant like oh, oh, channel of... Oh of people yes. criticizing you and being like negatively influenced all of the time <clears throat> and I'm just looking at Archer and I'm like that is the face and the smile of someone who's never picked up a phone like that is, <laughs> that is pre-phone usage right there yes. and I want I want some of that oh <laughs> uh, so true <laughs> yes yeah, so we need I think um I, I think how Sarah, how you opened with like with doing this cleanse, I think that would be a question for our 
listeners of, you know, what are you giving your time and attention to, which, you know, afterwards just makes you feel like shit. And you think like, oh, why did I just, you know, why did I just go there with myself or spend my time in this way? Because there is... I think we also have this sort of collective FOMO of like, we're like just fear of missing out on, on something instead of actually turning inward of, do you know what? I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be a bit more disciplined. I'm not going to watch my Netflix tonight. I'm going to get to bed early and then the next morning and, and try to go, you know, go out for a little walk around the block or get some fresh air first thing. And if you did that and you lived that way for, you know, three days, four days, five days a week, and then you see how different you feel, just to give yourself, you know, a chance that there is a different way of being and still participating in you know, in, in, in modern society and all the stimulus and everything that there is to be consumed, of course, but just do it in a way that is more, more healthy and makes your internal environment feel more, more cleansed and, and at peace and at ease probably. Yeah. There's, there's so many things to be said. It's like, you know, with so many other things in this world, like there just isn't studies that go far enough out to see what the real ramifications of some of the stuff is. I think about it all the time in terms of like not wanting to be the, you know, their guinea pig, you know, I don't not be wanting to be the, like the, the greater collective guinea pig of like the, potential horrifying results that could happen when some of this stuff goes unchecked. I think about all kinds of things that have been um, like released into the collective that just doesn't have time behind it. And so far as like having studies and understanding on like the real um, effects. And so if we don't really know the effects, we have to just get a little bit more sober about what it is that we're doing and the effects that it has on us. Like Steffi was saying, she looked at her slack masochistically because she's addicted to her own adrenaline and cortisol. Like it's, it's not like she, it's not like just because something is a bad experience, we tend away from it. It's like whatever the pharmacy of chemicals that we're used to that goes off in our body is we're addicted to them and that can make our lives good bad or otherwise it's really not the point the point is just to like be aware of like what it is that you're what chemical reaction in your body are you addicted to and is it really promoting the overall holistic well-being of you know your physical self yeah yeah, I'm like sorry I'm to throw you under the bus. <laughs> no, I know, but I'm like I'm like thing. I'm addicted to feeling bad. Well, it also has me thinking about <laughs> what I wrote about, and I think I did my CEO secrets on for our monthly blessing is like decision making and what's driving our decisions. Yeah. And is it being Yeah, I love that so much. What yeah, what like 
what made you come up like feel is, is it related to this basically a little bit of well yeah because it's like if we're being influenced all the time are the decisions that we're making based on what we're being influenced by and it's like also how often are we making decisions to perpetuate our current circumstance so like for me like you know <laughs> for me feeling like shit what decisions am I making to perpetuate that feeling? Decisions at 5.50 in the morning, waiting in the Pilates parking lot, opening up my Slack. It's like I'm being driven to perpetuate my current circumstance because like I'm comfortable there, I guess. Um, you know, and then all like how often are we making radical decisions just for the sake of being radical with no real purpose and how often are we making decisions to like fit in because we want to just be able to relate to people more so I was just thinking a lot about decision making and Sarah I feel like on your podcast Sarah's on another podcast as well um projector stories with her friend Laura and I feel like you were talking about decision making there as well in relationship to human design and so I feel like there might be some, some overlap here and maybe something the both of you Kristen and Sarah could contribute to to this because the decisions are how we move our lives Yes, yes. Decisions is in a nutshell, like the whole point of human design. Like if we're really, really talking surface level stuff here, because that's what the other podcast for me is about. It's just human design. But we're talking about surface level stuff here. Like the strategy and authority that human design talks about is about decision making, because it's literally the only way that you navigate yourself on the material plane. And so as much as every decision is not like life or death, the big ones are really important. And even some of the small ones are far more important than we can really assess in the moment. Um, and it's just, you know, it's so telling, you know, for you to say, you know, so you're addicted to the circumstances that you're, you know, you're perpetuating the circumstances that you're already in. And I see myself doing that. Like I see myself looking at seeking for things that are going to upset me sometimes. And I'm like, you know, what is this? Where is this coming from? And it comes from conditioning, you know, cultural conditioning. And, um, you know, of course, there's a lot more to be said about it. But basically, like the one thing that we have here to guide us to be like, you know, the the helmsman is the decisions that we make. They're the most important thing that we have. Um, you think it's other things, but that's really what everything comes down to um, in the kind of ge geometric pattern of your life. So, so yeah, just to, just to speak to that for a moment, Kristen, do you want to add yeah, anything? This is so beautiful and there's just fireworks going off inside of me because the whole previous discussion that we just wrapped up if we are anxious and consuming and living in in a way where we're subconsciously seeking things to 
put us and our nervous systems under some kind of distress, all of our decisions will be compromised. So the, the conversation is is harmonious uh, to to itself. And I'm with you that in in a divine God or universe orchestrated experience, every single decision you make to what you eat for breakfast, to which way you're going to turn your car left or right, will have a will be woven into a tapestry, which is your the greater experience of your life. And, and if we aren't going back to the first conversation, if we aren't clear and and feeling at ease in our system, then 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 the decisions that we make aren't a true representation of where we're looking to place ourselves past present or future and i and personally i i feel very much uh you know at the kind of the the mercy of of all of this and my own decision making right now my husband and i are we're looking to buy a house and we need to buy a house for our family and but it makes me you know it's such a big decision and it makes me think to myself like there's a part of me that almost doesn't want to because i know that once i make that decision that it will set the kind of trajectory and the path of my life for for x amount of time and and then going back to stuff what you said about you know either making decisions that kind of fall in with keeping up with the joneses and what everyone else is doing or making decisions just to be rebellious and so what uh my husband is Rufus and what Rufus and I ha talk about sometimes is like, oh, well, should we just not buy a house at all? Should we, you know, should we move somewhere else because the the land and the environment calls to us? Or should we, you know, just get an RV and live in an RV and travel? And, and so do we want to do those things to, to be rebellious which is just another iteration of drifting basically or do we make a a decision that you know that that feels more accurate and right at this moment in time but it but but is that just a decision we're making because we feel at the time of that the time of our life we're in we just sort of have to make it and we're not looking so much of the outside of the box ways of thinking and being. And so that's just my very personal example of it. But, um, but just the bottom line being that these things affect all of us all, all the time, all day long. And it shapes the, the rest of our lives. I know it's so complicated, especially a big decision like that. 
because it is it's like once you make it you kind of have an understanding of what your next couple years are gonna be like which is scary um well not scary but it's just like kind of yeah kind of. yeah yeah um yeah i i don't have anything to offer you there but of course i do <laughs> okay i figured i'm like wait when is when's she gonna butt in because we she know gonna butt in? She well no i mean this is a say. you know for me and like just to i guess give my uh human design my human design it's not my human design give human design a shameless plug is just that you have to respond to what feels right in the moment and if you're making decisions from your mind then they're always going to be the wrong decisions so you have mm -hmm. to just allow yourself to feel into it um as different opportunities present themselves and this is always true for generators who aren't emotional so you know that's my little tip of advice when you're making these types of big decisions is kind of allow life to come to you and see what your physical response is to it without mm -hmm. your mind coming in and saying well this person has this kind of house and that person has that kind of house and this house works for this or you know whatever the thing is if you're gonna drift because that's what feels right then drift but don't buy a house because you think you have to if it doesn't feel right in your body so that's my advice to all of our, our generator listeners on their very big decisions. Thank you for that. And that reminds me of like the decisions that I've made in the past that have been that the outcome has been better than I could have ever imagined. Like I could have never made that decision for myself. Like it is when you're out of your mind and there's like something else deciding for you like the decision to move in with August, like was so random. And I remember the day I remember yeah. the day you left. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And it was, you didn't like, even know you didn't even know what you were doing that morning. No, I had no idea what I was doing. But it wasn't it was like, that was the only decision to be made. Like I didn't have another choice. And it wasn't like you don't have another choice. Like this is the only decision. It was like, it was just like something opening up for me. And Kristen, like even when we were in Paris last year and each every single day when we were like deciding what our days were going to be, it was not we weren't using our heads and like overanalyzing things. We were just it was like something was pulling us along. Yes. Yeah, we were like responding to things in the moment and not oh, responding that's with such our a good point. That's our hearts. And so like that, like I, I that is those are the ultimate goals to be able to make your decisions from that place all the time, or at least start to like increase the, excuse me, the percentage of the decisions that you make to be from that place. So it's, it requires like a lot of awareness, obviously. Um, you took but... the word out of my mouth. I feel like the theme Un unbeknownst to all of us like the theme of these conversations is awareness and increasing awareness around how we how we manage and spend our lives basically like what we're getting dopamine from 
how we're making decisions, where our decisions are being led by. And yeah, and, and that as you're speaking, that just came up so strongly that all of this in every way is around increasing awareness more to the to the heart-centered place of what feels correct in this moment and within our bodies as opposed to just like living only up here with that film that we talked about just <laughs> with that like foggy film over us yep um yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. This was a really incredible conversation. And I guess Kristen, like this will be a nice kind of thing to, to just keep obviously Sarah and I updated on. And also that in turn will be our, our audience to see like, okay, this is Kristen at a point in her life where there's like a quote unquote big decision to be made. How does it unfold? Stay tuned. <laughs> all right well we we love you all I'm sure there's like loads more that we want to talk about but we want you to be able to consume consciously and get your just you know get a little a, a little dose of something here something inspiring and um and there's so you, much more of this where, where this I came know. from there's <laughs> just loads of juiciness awaiting this year so true uh but if you want a little bit more from us you can sign up for, for our monthly blessing and that is a newsletter that you sign up for and we only send one newsletter a month and it is visually very beautiful and also just there's pieces of writing from each of us and audio clips and imagery and it's just a whole experience and um I don't know if I've ever shared the vibe of it before here but the, it's kind of like okay the experience of the newsletter is like you're heading over to your girlfriend's house and all your best girlfriends are there and you walk in the home and it's like twilight hour and the sky is a beautiful sapphire color and you go inside the house and it has all like um oriental rugs and velvet cushions and there's candles and you're making tea and elixirs and you have like you know decks of cards um of like tarot cards and on the on the table and books of poetry and you're just musing with one another and that is the experience of our newsletter. So if you'd like that once a month, feel free to sign up. We'll have the link there. And we just, we love creating for you all in this way. And we will see you next week. That's it. Immense gratitude for you for tuning in. And as Kristen puts it so well. And I just want to say to any listener that there's, there's a lot more nectar and juicy honey where that came from.